Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com It looks like uh, he's having a uh, nice piece. She, she, she heard. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. But it was not all good. Hi. I use she, her pronouns. I'm not certain. Oh. Yeah, like, it, it, it's like a knife in the heart. I also, I did specifically ask ahead of time not to be called sir. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Okay. Yeah, so sweet water starts at, yes, okay. Not, I mean, not, I, I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. It is always like a knife. It always hurts every single time. I was wondering if there's a manager I could talk to about something that happened. Yeah, I, I was called sir. Oh, okay. It just really sucks every time it happens. I don't need to be called ma'am. I just need to not be called sir, you know? Thank you. Did you call me sir? I, I just want to tell you that the person who gave me this called me sir. What? Called me sir. It's just like, it kind of just hurts a lot to get called sir. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Very good. Right, thank you so much. No. Oh, I'm, yeah. Thank you. I'm not a sir. <sighs> Nothing like a good misgendering. It does, it is a knife in the gut when I get called sir. I, f I feel like I need to tell him. <laughs> I need to tell him that that hurt. It hurts more though, and it's not intentional because it means like this, did, this is sir to him. I know you didn't mean it, but I'm not a sir. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I know you didn't mean it. It's just, you know, it hurts. I know when people clock me, it's it's fine, but like, it does kind of hurt. Thank you. I'm not sir. Oh, sorry. Not sir. Not sir. But the, the guy who dropped the, the, the food off, he called me sir twice in a row. Thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome to another episode of Veritalk here on the Crusade Channel. This is Live Talk Radio the way it should be. Clown world. We're living in a clown world. Uh, good morning. It's the first day of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2023. It's a splendid and magnificent feast day of all saints. It is a holy day of obligation. It is a day where we are all supposed to go to Mass. If you're Catholic, you got to go to Mass today. So turn off this radio station, you go to Mass, and then pick it back up. You can w listen to the new Christendom Daily podcast. You can pick up every uh, thing that you would have missed. And, of course, if you are a uh, Founders Pass member, you can just go in and listen to the recordings of the day. Um, go to crusadechannel.com slash parrot, P-A-R-R-O-T-T, to become a Founders Pass member. And that way you can fulfill your obligations and still binge listen to your favorite programming here, always on air, always online. Paratalk is brought to you by the Epoch Times. You can go to crusadechannel.com slash epoch and sign up for a buck. One dollar. One single dollar gets you a month. Broadcasting from the heart of America, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I am your humble host, Mike Parrott. You can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail. Com. What I have just subjected you to is such an incredible surreality. I don't even know. I could talk about this for the entire show. Trust me, I won't. But I could break this down for the entire show. 
this guy absolutely looks like a guy. He is balding. He has stubble on his face. Huge Adam's apple. Structure, fa- facial structure of a guy. He looks like a man. He sets up a phone camera across from him and just waits to be misgendered. He dresses up like a, like a woman. He sets up the phone. He goes out to expensive places. He waits to be misgendered. He's been working on compiling this video for who knows how long he's been working on this. This is a level of homo narcissism that uh, that our society really cannot cope with this for very long. Demanding that other people enter your surreality, demanding that other people enter your false reality and attempting to control them it is a it is level of homo narcissism that it just can't cannot even be you see the homosexual is always a narcissistic psychopath always you have to be to engage in sodomy you have to be self-loathing uh while simultaneously self-loving you're self-loathing because you are destroying your own body and, and going against the natural law and committing just absolute acts of depravity. You're self-loving because you can't love a complimentary person, i.e. a woman. You only are trying to love yourself, someone that looks like you. These homo narcissists that are now dressing up like women and walking around and saying, it's ma'am, it's ma'am. They are entrapping you. They look like men. They know that they look like men. And yet they want to hold you accountable, hold you responsible for playing along with their dress-up game. Well, it's like, it's one thing for Mike Voris to dress up like a journalist and play play dress up and play play pretend that he's breaking news. He doesn't break news. He doesn't, he doesn't report news. He's just a liar, right? It's that's one that's that's one level of homo narcissism. This level of homo narcissism is off the chain. It cannot be measured. It's it's beyond measure. This guy has a dog sitting next to him who is an accessory dog who is wearing outfits that are matchy-match with the outfits that this guy is wearing when he goes out to eat. Okay? This is a setup. This guy has all the time in the world to try to make these videos to what? Raise awareness of the anti-trans. You know, it, the 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 fag community should be really upset with these trannies. They should. They should be really upset with these trannies because the trannies are ruining it for the fag community. I mean, 
Trump and DeSantis and Haley and even Pence are all prepared to accept the fag community. You got you. You know what? If you're if you're if you're a member of the of the of the uh, flaming community, you've won. You have everything that you want in this country. And here you have these transgenders who are coming along and they are prepared to take it all away from you. They really are. Because people are not going to stand for this. You can even hear it in the voices of the people who uh, are confronted on camera at the restaurant. Uh, He called me, sir. What? Oh, you're one of them. Okay. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're real sorry about that. Oh, no, 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 it won't happen again. Hey, by the way, table 47, lunatic. Just cash him out. Just cash him out. Comp the meal. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. He's here to make trouble. If I owned a restaurant, I would absolutely kick this guy out. I would say, you know what? No cameras, no, no antics, no setups, no stumps. No, no, this is not happening at my restaurant. Get the hell out of here. Don't pay, walk away. Don't pay, walk away. Call me an anti-trans. Uh, Fine. I've been called worse. I have been called worse. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I think we're reaching a point, possibly some kind of inflection point in our society where cancel culture just doesn't have the uh, cachet that it used to have. I really do. I think we're getting to the point where, quite possibly, people are just, everybody gets called names now, and so the power of the names has diminished. If everybody is a racist, then nobody's a racist. So I, 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 I don't know. I don't have data to support this. I have a hunch. But I think post-Kanye, people can almost say whatever the heck they want. Look at the roving mobs of pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas terrorist groups that are taking over planet Earth. London. Paris. Rome. Dublin. Michigan, of course. They are everywhere. Uh, uh, Stanford, Harvard, <laughs> they are everywhere. And you might be, you might be thinking, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Mike. I don't, you, but I, you're not pro-Israel. I'm not. I'm not pro-Israel. But that doesn't mean that I'm pro-Hamas. Don't fall into the false narrative, the false dichotomy, the Hegelian dialectic. Do you know what the Hegelian dialectic is? Give the people two false choices in order to achieve a synthesis. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. On the one hand, given the Republicans. We are pro-Israel. 
They're our greatest friends of the Middle East. We love them. On the other hand, give them the antithesis, the Democrats. We are pro-Palestine because they're oppressed by Israel. And then what do you get out of that? You get the synthesis. You get what they actually want you to do. Now, in the case of Israel and in the case of Ukraine, both the synthesis and the antithesis are the same. So you, you know what, the, what, they're, what you're supposed to choose. In both cases, both sides support Israel and Ukraine. Almost unconditionally. I saw a report earlier. I think it was yesterday. Not able to find it right now. That talked about how the in certain regions of Gaza, the human beings there have been without food for two weeks now. Low on water. Always light on water there. And now they're just killing each other. Like animals. Killing each other. Because they are wondering how to eat. A couple things we can draw from this. Number one. Well-ordered society is something that is very fragile. It, it's, not, it's not going to endure in the case of emergency. It's not. You take away basic services. You bomb the hospitals. You turn off the water supply. You cut off food. You remove communication, i.e. cell towers, etc. All the things that people are are, uh, dependent on. No power. There's some stuff that's going to go down, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't doesn't require the most um, detailed imagination to decide what's going to happen. To imagine what's going to happen in that situation. And that's what we're witnessing. Human beings will, will, will behave contrary to their nature, below their nature, at the level of an animal. Human beings will behave like beasts. When they become desperate enough. This is sort of the heart of so many of the like horror movies. You know those fantasy horror movies where they're like, uh, okay, we're going to have the reckoning, we're going to have one day of vengeance, you know, everyone get it out of your system, it starts for 24 hours. Or, you know, those movies 28 days later, you just give people a little virus and then they do, they act like animals and it's scary. Um, human beings are capable of behaving contrary to their nature and like the animals, like the beasts. And one of the things which precipitates this behavior is desperation, starvation, hopelessness, torture. And what we are witnessing is a desperation, hopelessness, and torture 
deprivation of basic needs on a massive scale, um, on a genocidal scale. And again, I, I am not a pro-Hamas person. Hamas is a terrorist organization. I am a pro-human person. I am a pro-life person. I am against genocide. See, this is what, they, what the Hegelians don't want you doing. Hegel doesn't want you making distinctions. He wants you living at the bumper sticker level. He wants you thinking about this issue in platitudes, in meaningless platitudes. If he can get you to only consider the Gaza situation in terms of good guys and bad guys, you're either with us or you're against us. You're either with Israel or you're with Hamas. Well, no, I'm, I'm not with Israel. I'm not with Hamas. What about the Christians inside of Gaza? What about those Christians whose churches are older than any living Protestant's religion? Anybody who's alive today who's a non-Catholic Christian, their religion is younger than the forms of Christianity found in Gaza. An ancient church there in Gaza. Do we care about them? Are they Hamas? Are they attacking Israel? Are they making bombs and rockets? Are they terrorists? Are they animals? Are they brutes? Are they all bad? Are they guilty? Are they Your typical Christian Zionist is incapable of making these distinctions. Literally, head explodes. I've tried. I have a certain Christian Zionist in my family that I go back and forth with. We were talking about, well, we He's so worked up about this, he won't even speak. It has to be via text, which is fine. I like having a written record of things. I, I almost prefer it right now. When emotions are high and you know accusations are made and uh, names are called, I asked him, I said, what, can you define anti-Semitism? Can you just define it for me? It's been two weeks. I'm still waiting on a definition of, of anti-Semitism. Because if you, if you just ask questions now, you're going to be an anti-Semite. If you ask questions, I have unanswered questions right now, such as, what about the Christians? What about the non-Hamas Muslims? What about proportionality? What about the Geneva Convention? White phosphorus on humans. What about the intelligence failures? The two most spectacular surveillance states in the history of man? I guess China is up there in terms of surveillance states. Two of the most magnificent surveillance states in the history of man, i.e. the USSA and Israel 
somehow missed this? What about the Iron Dome just being turned off magically during these attacks and then turned back on later on? What about Netanyahu on the verge of political collapse right before this happened? On the verge of being ousted? Now suddenly galvanized support behind him. This is his 9-11. On a proportionate basis, on a percentage basis, this is bigger than 9-11 for them. What about Netanyahu's commentary where he quotes the Bible and says that now is a time for war. These people are animals and he's going to kill them all. On on that one, I I just have to ask you, no, seriously, I know some of you disagree with me and you're, you're secretly a Zionist or whatever, that's fine. But I just have to ask you, when a Muslim leader gets on TV and says, according to our scripture, we must kill you all, you must die. You're like, uh, you don't like that, right? You don't like that very, you're like, uh... But your your scripture is wrong. Your it's 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 incomplete. The Quran is uh is not an infallible book. The Quran is dumb, etc. etc. But we're okay. We're okay with Bibi Netanyahu grabbing the Torah, which is incomplete. The Torah is incomplete. It's been completed and perfected by coming of Christ, the founding of Christendom, the compilation of the canon of the Bible, which was done by the Catholic Church in the late 300s. So we're okay with one guy using incomplete scripture and another guy using a totally fictitious scripture. That's bad. I'm just at, you know, again, when you ask people to be consistent, when you ask them for a, a moniker, monicum of consistency across the board, that's when they will level ad hominem attacks at you. Invariably, that's how it happens. That's been your experience, hasn't it? You ask questions... You ask someone for to be to 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 think in terms of principles and consistency rather than emotions and and particulars, and they become exhausted by it. They're repulsed by it. There is a horror of thinking. There is a horror. People have a horror of being forced to think about things or be consistent or change their minds, and so they default to attacking you. That's more or less how my conversations with Zionists have gone. I ask these what about questions. What about the Christians? What about the innocent people? What about the intelligence failures? What about the food and water? What about the Geneva Convention? What about the bomb, you know, bomb in the hospitals and whatever else? And instead of 
at least pretending to come up with uh, justifiable, justifiable uh, uh, explanations for those things, what happens is, uh, well, you just get called names. You just get called names. Meanwhile, it's perfectly acceptable for a world leader, and, and there is there's no other way to describe Netanyahu than a world leader, okay? He's not just the prime minister of Israel. This guy runs the show. And according to him, there will be no ceasefire. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. Do you see what he did? You're either with us or you're against us. You are either for the light or for the darkness. You're either for civilization or for barbarism. This is the dialectic. This is the false narrative. This is the false dichotomy. You either stand for civilization or for barbarism. Okay, sir. As a matter of fact, I do stand for civilization. I I yearn for it. I yearn for it more than you know. I probably can describe it and define it and talk about it in greater detail than you. I want civilization so badly. I weep for civilization, BB. And what you're doing to innocent people is not what a civilization does. No civilization has ever salted the earth. That's barbarism. That's considered barbarism. That's like one of the definitions. You say, hey, how do you define what a barbarian is? One of the ways you can define a barbarian is by warfare, how they conduct warfare, indiscriminate warfare, which is exactly what the Jews are doing right now. But we're not allowed to point that out because you're either with us or you're against us because the world's most famous Jew just quoted the Bible. Now, he was quoting the Torah, but he called it the Bible. And why did he call it the Bible? Because he is appealing to Christian Zionists, his greatest allies. Continuing with Netanyahu. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, regardless of who stands with Israel, 
Israel will fight until this battle is won and Israel will prevail. May God bless Israel and may God bless all those who stand with Israel. Uh, this guy sounds like a genocidal maniac. He looks like one. Why is he wearing all black? It's weird. This man is bedecked in all black. He looks very menacing and devilish. I don't know why. I don't know why he's doing this. Maybe for the same reason that uh, Zelensky was running around in, in battle fatigues, posing for Vogue magazine in New York City. I don't know. That's probably why. He probably looked at Zelensky, who's always in uniform, always wearing the fatigues, because he's a, he's a man at war. Even as he shows up to the United Nations, he's wearing fatigues and stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, I can one-up that. I want, I'm just going to wear all black. Black on black. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio the way it should be. We are going to talk. I, I don't even want to talk about this hockey thing when we get back. We may have to. We may have to. I know the King dude has talked a lot about it. He's broken it down. We're at a place where murder is just okay on, on live television. And that's, that's civilization. That's not barbarism. That's civilization. <laughs> don't go anywhere. Right back. Uh, <laughs> shameless Profits. Barrett Doc here, always on air, always online. Hey, I just met you, heard you're a groomer, so here's your millstone, good luck loser, it's hard to look right when you're a pervert, so take your millstone, no kids will get hurt, gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean, down in the ocean, alongside that titan sub, gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean, throw them in the ocean, with that Titanic sub. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. It is the first day of November still, and this is the second segment here of Paratalk on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be, broadcasting from the heart of America in the RTF studio. Reach out to me via email, restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is the show. Um, can we go to Speaker Johnson for a second? Speaker Johnson is getting more and more interesting by the second. He is, I told you this a couple days ago, he's taking it from the right and the left. Here's Mother Jones, left wing. Scoop, Mike Johnson urged a religious test for politicians. <laughs> the elevation of Mike Johnson as Speaker was a shocker. Not since John McCain picked Sarah Palin to his, be his running mate has a heretofore little-known politician been lifted so quickly to a politician of prominence and importance. Though Johnson is now second in line of presidential succession, still finding out basic and important facts about him. This includes his alarming record as a hardcore conservative cultural warrior motivated by a Christian fundamentalist belief. Who has fiercely opposed gay rights, comparing homosexuality to pedophilia, calling for a total nationwide ban on abortion, proposed the end of no-fault divorce, urged a return to 18th century values. 
One more significant thing I've discovered is that Johnson appears to believe in a religious litmus test for politicians. This weekend, I broke the news that Johnson and his wife, Kelly Johnson, a self-described Christian counselor, a few years ago created a seminar that promoted the premise that the United States has been a Christian nation. I found a video of one of these sessions they held in 2019 at the Baptist church they belong to in Louisiana. At that event, from the pulpit, Kelly declared that biblical Christianity, that is a literal reading of the Bible as fundamentalists interpret it, is the only valid worldview and nothing else makes sense. This worldview includes creationism, believing that the earth was created by God in six days, 6,000 years ago, based, and the denial of evolution, based. Mike Johnson called for biblically sanctioned governments. In this venue and many others, including a podcast they have hosted together, the pair have, con- have contended that there is only one truth. Jesus is truth. We need to make Mike Johnson Catholic because part of what he's saying is true. There are only two choices. It's either Christ the King or it is chaos. Those are your choices, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Those are your choices. Christ the King or chaos. That's it. That's actually it. You are either on the side of Christ the King or you, you or, or, or you are cooperating with the enemies of Christ. You know, I was talking about the false dialectic, the Hegelian dialectic in the last segment. And Hegel's dialectic is actually a mockery of this basic truth. Because this is not a false dichotomy. This is hardcore truth. It's Christ the King or it's death. It's chaos. It's Satan. It's the enemies of God. There's no middle ground. There's no either there's no other alternative. There's no third way. There's no blending. There's no compromise. These two things can't coexist with each other. Truth and error cannot coexist with each other. A thing can't be simultaneously true and false at the same time. A thing can't even simultaneously be and not be at the same time, in the same place, in the same way. These are just principles of logic that used to be taught by everybody and few people would understand them. So the Hegelian dialectic... Just going back to it very quickly, because I, I don't want you to think, well, now Parrot's offering us a, a Hegelian dialectic. You're either with Christ the King or you're not. No, but that's actually true. The Hegelian dialectic is a mockery of the actual logical principle of identity. That a thing either is or isn't. The principle of non-contradiction. A thing cannot both be and not be. At the same time, these are eternal principles, transcendent principles. They exist outside of us, outside of our opinion about them. And they're extremely important. And principles are broken every day by both sides of the political aisle. 
because these people have no training whatsoever, nor do they have any interest in being consistent, logical, or true. Uh, truth, what is truth? Any of our elected politicians would have asked that question. They all would have pulled a pilot. What's truth? What is truth? Truth is what I define it as. Truth is my truth. Truth is whatever I decide is true, and then I use all the power of my might to enforce it. Truth is power. Truth is force. Truth is uh, 501c4s, political action committees, dark money. Truth is corporate truth, whatever. All of them, all of them would have been that way. All of them would have been like Pilate. And so, uh, I don't want you thinking that when I tell you that Mike Johnson is very close to the truth. He is. But here is an example of you are either with Christ the King or you're not. As close as he is, he's right about the gays. He's right about no-fault divorce. He's right about Christianity needing to be the basis of society. He's right about young earth. He's right about evolution being false. Um, as right as he may be about these things that make the left go nuts, bonkers, makes the left lose their minds, he's still an enemy of Christ the King. He's not with Christ the King because Christ the King established a prince on earth. And that prince on earth, prince of the apostles, was Peter. And the 4,000 years leading up to Christ, in which God was so particular about everything, the number of cubits that the ark would be, the exact measurements of the temple, the gestures of the Jewish liturgy, the words, the actions, the meaning. This same God who is extremely particular about how he is to be worshipped didn't just disappear and become laissez-faire. Make it up as you go. There's no such thing as do-it-yourself Christianity. You don't get to do whatever you feel like, whatever feels good for you. If it feels good for you, in fact, it's probably wrong. Let's just be honest about that. If you, get a, if you derive a lot of joy out of your non-Catholic worship, then it's possible that you're just worshiping yourself. It's possible that what you're experiencing is just horizontal worship. Aren't we so great? We're not like the other sinners. Lord, thank you for making me saved, unlike those other people who aren't saved. <laughs> I'm not so sure that that's actually worshiping God. I'm not so sure that that's actually the virtue of religion, which is rendering God what is due to God. The sub-virtue of justice. Justice is one of the cardinal virtues. 
You know, I've been meaning to talk to you about the cardinal virtues and just kind of laying them out there. Maybe we'll do that later on this week. I'm not sure. But this is one of those times where I have to say close, but no cigar. Mike Johnson is close, but he is not an ally. And it pains me to say that. Because I want to live in a country where we do have friends of Christ in government trying to steer things in the right direction. And maybe you'll say, okay, but don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. He's good enough and he's better than McCarthy was. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. I don't really know. It's possible that he'll be better than McCarthy would have been. It's possible that he may at least acknowledge the Constitution of these United States. Now, do I think that the Constitution of these United States is a perfect document? No. Do I acknowledge that the Constitution of these United States is a Freemasonic document? Absolutely. Do I think that the Catholic Church endorsed or supported or rejected the Constitution and laughed at the Constitution of these United States? It, it, was, it, was, it was mocked. It was mocked in Rome. It was called absurd. So then why do I support the Constitution of these United States? Well, here's why. Because even though it is a flawed document, even though that it is imbued with Enlightenment philosophy, it at least could serve as a check on these madmen, these barking mad psychopaths who will lock you down and vaccinate you and tax you, regulate you, surveil you, and terrorize you. That's what your government does. Your government hates you. Your government wants you so, your soul damned in hell. So the Satanists who are running the United States of America who want your soul damned in hell could at least, in theory, be held back, restrained by the Constitution. In other words, if the, everybody could at least respect the Constitution in these United States... As imperfect as it is, that in and of itself would be an improvement for Catholics, for Catholic families, for Catholic parishes, for Catholic communities, for Catholicism in general, for the freedom and exaltation of Holy Mother Church. And that, so to the extent that being a constitutionalist supports the freedom and exaltation of Holy Mother Church, then I am fine with you calling me a constitutionalist. But there's got to be a huge asterisk next to it that says, hey, Mike is a a constitutionalist, not because he believes that the founding fathers, spoken of in hushed tones of reverence, the founding fathers... were prophets. Nay, more than prophets. Demigods. 
that they had superior intellect, wisdom beyond all measure, and that they founded a nation based on the idea. An experiment, a holy experiment, dedicated to God under the protection of the Almighty One. And that our nation is special and unique. And it's a city on a hill. No, that's not... My religion is not Americanism. My religion is Catholicism. The gates of hell will not prevail against the Catholic Church. Gates of hell are going to prevail against the United States. Probably already have. I have no illusion about that. Patriotism doesn't mean to just love your country no matter what. Patriotism means to will the good of your country. We've talked about this. This is just a review. So again, Mike Johnson... Want to love you? Want to get behind you? Can't do it, man. Just can't do it. Because you are either with Christ the King or you are not. And it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. Here at the Crusade Channel, we are with Christ the King. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. On Paratalk, we are firmly with Christ the King. Have a wonderful day. Go to Mass. It's a holy day of obligation. And I'll see you tomorrow on Thursday. God bless you, and thank you so much for listening. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com